welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 232, a Mississippi turkey story. And I am your host and the guy who is currently analyzing and researching turkey hunting mystery number 2,234,900. And 27. And I need to get it figured out pretty quickly because we are 18 days, 22 hours, 3 minutes, and 4 seconds away from the end of spring turkey season in Alabama. So, what in the world am I talking about? The guy who is currently analyzing and researching turkey hunting mystery number 2,234,927. So, let me tell you what turkey hunting mystery that is. That is the turkey hunting mystery of how all the gobblers in a certain area know to only gobble up to a certain point in time in the morning. So do they get together before fly-up time at a predetermined location and discuss, hey, tomorrow morning, we're only going to gobble until 8.17. Do not gobble anymore after 8.17 tomorrow morning. Deal? Deal. And then they part ways and go roost in their different areas that they go roost in. Do they communicate with one another telepathically so that they don't have to have a face-to-face meeting? Do they text? That's what the mystery is. 
I'm currently analyzing and researching, trying to figure out how in the world they know to shut it off at a particular point in time. Because the turkeys in Alabama, they do that. Oh yeah, and most of the time, they won't gobble again the rest of that day. That's fun. So hey, I'm going to be quick again today because I've got a rather long interview for you guys. The interview is actually with Evan Murphy, who lives in northeast Mississippi and invited me to come up there and turkey hunt with him this spring. And after chatting many times by text and several times by phone, the plans were made, the trip was booked, and we made it happen. We didn't just make the trip happen. We made the killing happen. So I've mentioned it a couple of times over the past two weeks, but I have now marked Mississippi off of my list. And now I'm going to jump into the call with Evan Murphy, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, everybody. I am excited to tell you tonight that I have on the line with me a friend of the show, Evan Murphy. And Evan and I have a little story to share with you guys because Evan helped me put a giant check mark beside the state of Mississippi. So I have now marked Mississippi off of my list of states that I need to kill in. And that means that every state surrounding the state of Alabama I have now killed in. So I'm excited about that. And I really appreciate Evan inviting me to hunt with him and us being able to this off. So, Evan, how are you this evening? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Good. Currently, I'm just headed home from a quick afternoon hunt. To, got off work and just ran over to the hunting place and just really just kind of kind of see what the birds were doing, kind of see you know what was going on with them, and just seen it up popping out probably a couple hundred yards from the truck, and was going to plan on tipping across the field and just kind of peeked out in the field, and bam, there was a struggle with two men. So, so that's always good, even though I wasn't able to close the distance on them. It was pretty good. Some of the, as you know, some of the places over there, they're pretty good sized fields. So, yeah. but yeah, it was, it's always good to see that on a quick afternoon hunt at least. Yeah, no doubt. So describe to everyone the property that we hunted this past weekend. Um, The property we hunted, it's roughly, I think, just shy of 3,000 acres. For the most part, it's, you know, your row crop, ag, ground, it's, it's set up, actually, in my opinion, it's set up great for turkey hunting. A lot of, you know, if you're a running gun guy, it's not, in my opinion, it's set up awesome for that. Just because it's a lot of, it's a lot of just little, little finger fields off to, to your left and right and around the bend. and just some gradual little rolling hills where it's just, it's just perfect for just kind of, you can kind of slip around. Once you kind of learn the property, you can kind of slip around and peek in fields and it's just a great, great place to hunt and i'm very blessed to be pretty much the only one that turkey hunted as well so (laughs) yeah i told you friday afternoon after i met you over there and we spent gosh what would you say probably an hour and a half before it got dark yeah yeah that's that's probably about right about an hour and a half yeah i said this place is turkey heaven (laughs) and it really is. You know, it's like Evan said, it's almost 3,000 acres and it's probably 40 to 50% ag fields. Correct. And, I would say so. Yeah. And I think just about any wildlife biologist you ask, when you ask them what is the perfect ratio of 
woods to fields for not only turkey but deer as well they'll tell you if you can get it to 50 50 that's about perfect and not only is it turkey heaven but it is deer heaven too because we saw almost as many deer as we did turkeys yeah indeed (laughs) yeah so Friday afternoon, I rolled into town, and Evan had already been out and checked one piece of the one little part of this property that we were hunting, and you saw some hens on that little piece there. Was it four hens, you said? Yeah, yeah. actually, as I was driving out to go meet you, yeah, just, yeah, I saw just kind of four hens kind of walking across a little end of the field. Yeah, so four hens by themselves, and Correct. that's a little bit unusual this time of year, but... You know, it it could be that they're jennies and just haven't gotten back with the big flock of turkeys, or maybe they left the big flock because they were feeling some pressure from some of the other turkeys. There's no telling. But anyway, they were out and about by themselves, and you and I went and set up Friday afternoon on the edge of a pretty large field that you'd been seeing some birds in, and we didn't, didn't see anything that afternoon so we loaded up and left and the plan was to get into a different part of the property and the part of the property that we were going to Saturday morning was actually a field where you had seen a turkey or two the weekend before is that right yeah just a few <laughs> just a few yeah yeah the weekend before I, I hunted the same place and yeah that morning slipped out kind of the end of his road and we can kind of peek in this field pretty pretty easily without being picked off and yeah i picked out there and there were quite a few birds out there i watched them for probably i don't know probably they probably stayed up the field to probably 9 9 30 i watched them for a few hours and yeah there was tried counting and i think there were i don't know roughly 50 birds in about uh, it started off there was about five brothers out there and they were gobbling pretty good and i guess the more they gobbled the more they were attracting other toms and and by the end of the morning of watching them in the field i think there ended up being seven or eight strutters out there and roughly you know like i said 40 to 50 hens so Hmm. lots of eyes (laughs) that is a lot of eyeballs (laughs) but that is quite an entertaining show too indeed it was yeah, it's a lot of fun watching turkeys like that, but it's more fun to get one or two of them standing in front of you at about 30 yards in right, full strut right. and showing off So and gobbling. So the plan was to get in there into that field that you saw all of those turkeys in the week prior. The plan was to get in there pretty early, and I think we were going to try to get in there around 6 you know, maybe a few minutes after six, but we were running a little bit late. And it's kind of funny that we were running late because Friday night we were at your house eating dinner and you said, yeah, you know, it seems like the mornings that I have the most luck are the mornings that I run late getting into the woods. That's right. (laughs) And I think that may have been a little foreshadowing of our our day Saturday. I I believe so. (laughs) So, and we we were not intentionally running late. No, <laughs> no, we were not. And I can't even remember why we were running late. 
because I thought we'd left your house pretty much on time. I know we stopped and got a biscuit right. and a couple of snacks, but I didn't think that it had pushed us really any later yeah. than we should have been. Yeah, regardless. and I don't I don't know if it had anything to do with the with dinner the night before or not, but uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this. If you ever invite anybody turkey hunting with and they show up at your house and they have a fan and they ask you, do you mind, are you opposed to using a fan? Don't feed them tacos the night before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll we'll touch on that part of the story, won't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we get into the property and it's starting to crack day and we stop. Oh, we were I don't know maybe halfway back to that field. We stopped and hooted a little bit and right. I can't remember. I don't think anything. Oh, you heard a bird in? No, I heard a bird. Over yeah, yeah, I think you the first one, yeah. Yeah, in a different direction than the field that we were right. going to. And I heard that bird gobble one time, and that was it. And so we continue to walk down towards this field, and we get, gosh, probably 25 yards from where the road turns and goes into the field. And Evan stops, and he looks, and he leans back to me, and he says, there are the turkeys. And they'd already, a good number of them had already landed out in the field they'd flown down into the right. field and right. they were there were several more that were continuing to fly down right while we they were standing were. there yeah and so i'm going to let you tell the story from that point okay <laughs> so yeah we eased out we're watching these birds and we kind of slipped in the pines a little bit we're just kind of really just kind of sitting there just kind of like i said andy said birds were still flying out of the out of the trees and we were just kind of sitting there just yeah watching them and there was there was a good many birds i would say it wasn't quite as many as the weekend before i'd seen but it was still a lot of birds out there i don't know that what, what would you say andy probably 30 hens and was it four or five strutters out there yeah i think there were five Something strutters like out there at one time yeah. Yeah. yeah and this was probably what a good oh lord probably Four or five hundred yards from us. Yes. Yeah. That's it's a good sized field. Yeah. But yeah, we just kind of slipped back into a little berm there in, in, inside the wood line and kind of slipped behind that and we were just kind of just kind of watching the birds, just trying to see kind of see which direction they were going, possibly try to you know, sneak in front of them. And so like yeah, we sat there and watched them for I don't know, you know, time. It's hard to tell time when you're when you're watching a show like that, but I would say probably a good 30, 45 minutes, maybe. Yeah, I would think so. But yeah, we watched them. They just kind of did their thing out there. didn't really ease our way, kind of even away from us, really. So we continued watching them, and uh, a lot of hens were kind of working out of the field, and the toms were getting close. So Andy pulls out the fan and says, you know, do you want to try, you know, before they get out of the field, just try you know, fanning them and possibly slipping out into the field toward, you know, in that direction. I said, no, you know, sure, whatever it takes, you know. So we kind of ease out to the edge of the field, and he gets his fan and just says, you know, stick close behind me, and we just kind of crawled on our knees out toward the bird, just kind of eased out. Ended up easing out, I don't know, several hundred, probably 200 yards maybe toward the birds, and they, I was 
behind Andy. <laughs> so I, I wasn't seeing a lot of what was going on. I was just kind of, he was got to give me play by play what was going on. And I, from what he said, the birds pretty much just, but it, uh, the sand didn't spook them. And us easing toward them didn't, didn't really spook them, but they just weren't interested in confronting us. So they kind of just eased out of the field. I'm trying to remember what happened after that. But they just, I guess we just kind of backed out and kind of regrouped and try to see what the next step we were going to, or move we were going to make was. Yeah, we sat there for a while in the field. Uh, and yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were just about in the middle of this huge right. field. And we sat there holding the fan between us and the turkeys because a couple of those gobblers that were out there with all those hens were kind of hanging around the edge of that field they didn't act like they were in a hurry to walk off like the hens were and so we kind of stuck around there for a little bit and just trying to see what well first of all we were waiting on those birds to leave because i didn't want them to see us but secondly we wanted to see where they were going and so you know we sat there and in fact while we were sitting in that field, in the middle of that field, a couple of more hens tried to fly down in the field, but saw us and took off, you know, kind of veered off in another direction. So right. there were still turkeys in the tree, and that was at, golly, that that was a good... 8.30? Yeah, a good hour and a half after fly down, if not even longer, maybe two hours. Right, right. And so... You know, those while we were sitting there, you mentioned to me that you thought you saw some of the hens move off to the left. But the week before, you said you had seen some turkeys go off to the right out of that, you know, when they left the back of that field. But we kind of felt like because there was one hen that came from our right to our left in the back of that field and and there's some dead kudzu in the back of the field and we could see that hen kind of zigzagging in and out of that kudzu moving from our right to our left so we kind of felt like the majority of those turkeys went left which right in looking at the map and the way the land lays was perfect because there's some hardwoods over there and there's a i'm going to call it a creek because the thing's about 15 feet deep the banks are, I should say. The creek, the water right. in it's about four inches deep, yeah. but the creek banks are huge. And so right. they were moving in that direction. So, yeah, we backed out from there after we felt pretty comfortable that all of the turkeys were out of sight. We kind of backed out of there, went back to the road that ran into that field. And that's when you said, let's try to get in this ditch and make a move to the direction that those turkeys went. Right. Yeah, but like you said, where those the hardwoods off to the left of that field, where I'd I'd seen that that big group there, the first group of hens that kind of broke off, they kind of went toward those hardwoods. And I had previous, and and uh, I guess last year I had heard birds roosting up in those hardwoods. And last year when I hung, I'd never really been, I'd never gone up in those hardwoods. I, I don't know why, but when I did some preseason scouting this year, I went up in there and it was just turkey heaven <laughs> walking yeah, out yes. man why have i never been in here because it was it was the perfect little area for birds just to kind of loaf around midday you know just kind of you know but yeah yeah and so all of you guys listening 
know this was or this is Evan's second year to turkey hunt the place. So, you know, he's still learning it a little bit, but he spent a good bit of time on it last year and, you know, kind of learned some of the best ways to slip up to some of these fields without being seen. And that was very helpful. Right. Right. Yeah. So we made the decision since we were fairly sure as far as the direction that that big group of turkeys went and we knew we wanted to go in that direction too. So you said, let's go down and find a place to get down into the creek, into the ditch, walk the ditch and the ditch. What would you say as far as the distance between the ditch and the corner of that big field is at its closest point? Would you say it's 80 yards maybe? Yeah, from the from the field to the to the ditch. Yeah. yeah, I would say yeah, probably probably eighty, eighty, yeah, probably eighty hundred yards. Yeah. So we're in this ditch walking, and the you have to be careful in that ditch because the mud <laughs> is like walking on oil. It is yeah. slick, and you yeah. will bust your rear end in there. So there's there's a little foreshadowing as well. Yeah. <laughs> But we we kind of snaked around in that ditch and snaked around, snaked around, and we kept pulling up on X and looking on the app to see where we were in relation to that back left corner of that field where we thought the turkeys had gone off, you know, kind of in that direction. And so we got pretty close to even with the back corner of that field and what happened yeah we easing along and i guess i'm trying to remember if we just uh, did, did did we hear a bird or did you actually just slip up and kind of peek just to see if we saw anything i can't remember which one it was yeah so the crows flew in there in that little neck of hardwoods and one of them must have lighted in a tree right above the big boss gobbler in there and the crow called and that joker gobbled yeah and they were right i mean if we had been at a point where we could shoot we could have killed turkeys right in there but we're 15 feet below them yeah (laughs) and so it was at that point in time we start looking around. We're trying to find a place to get up the bank because the ditch bank is sheer for probably, a, I'd say, a 70 yards, 75 yard stretch right there. There was no right. place to yeah. climb that. Right. So we had to backtrack a little bit, which I never like to do if we know a turkey's going in one direction i want to get out in right. front of them but we just couldn't do that at that point so right you know we did is the best that we could do for the time being and slipped up to the edge of the hardwoods well we climbed up the creek bank got up there to the edge of the hardwoods and we plopped down and i still don't know how those turkeys didn't see us but they didn't yeah yeah i don't know either <laughs> yeah but yeah, I guess we well, we crawled up the bank, and I guess you know I, I let you go first. You kind of and you could see them, and you and I guess uh, there was some kind of blowdowns here and there, and just mm-hmm. I guess there was just enough cover, you know, for us to uh, you know. I, and I guess I don't know if they were working away from us, so that weren't necessarily necessarily facing our direction or what. But yeah, we worked up that up that bank and found the two closest trees, and just kind of set up, and we could see them. You could see them more than I could because I was kind of directly behind you. But yeah, they were strutting in the and you know 
in those hardwoods and just kind of milling around. And I think we finally got out, pulled out one of your slates and just kind of tried to just soft, you know, pull turs and clubs just a few times just to see if maybe they would kind of turn and ease our way. But, yeah, they just kind of, I guess they had their destination in mind, so they just kind of kept easing on the way they were going. Yeah, they probably stayed in that little section of hardwoods there, that little oak flat where we could see them. They were probably in there for an hour, wouldn't you yeah, think? Oh, yeah, 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 because I was sitting behind you, and I was constantly sliding down. I was like, can I move? Can I move? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. I know in your mind, Andy, Andy's like, shut up and don't move. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I wasn't terribly worried about that, but the, you know, he... Evan would say, I need to shift. Can I move? And I would ease my binoculars up and I'd scan in the woods up ahead of us and I'd say, no. <laughs> you know, if I could see a turkey. And, and one of the turkeys, I don't think he came out of strut the entire time I was watching him in yeah, that no. section of hardwoods right there. And so I could see him pretty easily most of the time because as you know he's walking around in and out of those hardwoods and he looks like a dang volkswagen i mean he's huge yeah oh yeah and so I, evan would say i need to shift can i move can i move now and i'd look with the binoculars <laughs> yeah i don't see any right now you can move no stop 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 <laughs> So I was kind of like the kid in the classroom that gets embarrassed and just is like slides down in his seat, you know. <laughs> That's the way I felt. <laughs> yeah. So it's at one point Evan said, "I need to shift around the tree more in your direction because I can't see it all, and and you're." in the way and if something comes up here i'm not going to be able to shoot so i kind of shifted with him and shifted more around the left hand side of the tree that i was on evan shifted more around the left hand side of the tree he was on and oh we were pretty good right there for about five minutes before the turkeys continued to move from our right to our left and you said to me i can't see him at all anymore can i move can i change trees so i looked through the binoculars and i said no can't move because i could <laughs> at that point i could see about three or four turkeys and they're just milling around in these hardwoods the hens are feeding the gobblers are kind of showing off the dominant one is anyway and a couple of the others would go into strut every now and again, but they were feeding as well. So it kind of got to a point to where I could only see one or two of the turkeys. And I told Evan, I said, go ahead and move, move to this tree over here next to me. So Evan moved and I don't think he'd been there maybe a minute or two before the turkeys just kind of eased off away from us. Right. And we sat there for another 30 minutes right. about and tried still soft calling to see if we could get them to come in. Nothing was working. They weren't really responding to calls. And my thought was while I was sitting against the tree was that maybe they had seen a little bit of movement where we were, you know, roughly 80 to 100 yards away from them. And it wasn't enough to spook them. It was just enough to make them a little uncomfortable and make them kind of ease off a little bit. So after we sat there for about 30 minutes, I looked over to Evan and I said, 
I haven't seen a turkey in a while. Let's see if we can't get back down in the ditch and walk up and try to get ahead of them. So we did just that. We kind of crawled back to the creek, to the ditch, got down the bank, got into the bottom of the ditch, and started moving along the ditch to try to get out in front of them. And again, we're looking at Onyx and we're trying to figure out where we think the turkeys might be in relation to where we are. And then we're looking at the, the banks on the ditch trying to figure out where can we climb up so that we can get to where we can see. And all of a sudden, a turkey gobbles again. Yes. <laughs> right above us. Right above us, yes. <laughs> I really, I don't think that turkey could have been more than 10 yards off the edge of the yeah. creek bank when he gobbled. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say, 10 yards. Yeah, we were, like, like you said, we had eased back down in the creek, and we probably went another, I don't know, 100 150 yards maybe something like that mm-hmm. and yeah we were just kind of standing there just kind of like I said kind of looking at our onyx map which is uh, it's super helpful you know just for that very purpose you know what we were looking for but yeah we were just standing there kind of just trying to decide what we were going to do just kind of looking to see if those places slip up and just bam he just hammered right i mean just literally right above our heads so we're, <laughs> we're like okay <laughs> what do we need to do now you know because we're down in the bottom of the ditch yeah. and you know i guess where we were it was almost like a it was a curve in the in the ditch and on the side the the bird drawn was on the outer section of it so like you said it was before about the ditch i mean it was there was there was no climbing up that side of the ditch right there i mean it no. was just straight i mean it almost the bank almost came back out toward the top i mean it was just straight up there yeah. it, it was not even yeah it was not even in question. So, so yeah, we, on the opposite side, there was actually kind of a little stair step. It kind of about halfway up the bank, there was kind of a little flat section, and it kind of eased up the top. So I said, well, I'll just pick up right here and just kind of see, just kind of try to ease over and just see if I can just see just the top of a head or just anything. So I kind of slip up about halfway up the bank, and I'm just and can't see over the edge of it really so i kind of ease up a little bit higher and i get pretty much to the top of the bank on the opposite side and there's a turkey head probably i don't know 30 yards away from me and he's just kind of easing to my right and i couldn't tell what it was i was pretty sure it was one of the, the gobbler we just heard but i wasn't for sure i couldn't knock that's barely caught a glimpse of the top of his head but at the same time probably 75 yards to my right on the opposite side of the creek, I don't know, it was like four or five hens, just, I don't know if they caught a glimpse of me or what it was, but it's kind of flushed up and just flew off. I mean, they literally flew up, went over the trees and back out into that field we initially saw them in. And so I kind of slipped back down and I'm like, oh crap, Andy, you know, we screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. So we stand there for what, I don't know, a few more minutes trying to just kind of decide what, what the next move is and I'll be darned. Bam! He just hits it again right there. So, yeah, I'll, I'll let you take it from here. <laughs> well, at that point, I was just kind of looking around because, like Evan said, there was no way to get up the bank on the side of the creek that the turkeys were on. The, it's just sheer slick mud. There is absolutely no way to get up there. And so 
after looking around, looking around, looking around, racking my brain about what to do, I said, Evan, how wide do you think this creek is? 25 yards? And he said, yeah, 20, 25 yards. And so I said, well, what do you think about us just slipping back up the opposite bank, the one you just came down, and getting up to where we can at least see the, you know, some of the other bank on the other side of the ditch, you know, see the top of that bank and see if we can't call that turkey in there to us. And he said, well, and I said, you know, I, I think if we can get the turkey 20 yards within the edge of the creek or the ditch bank, I think we can kill him. And he kind of looks at me and he says, well, let's try it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of the story of my Mississippi turkey, then you will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. And in order to become a subscriber, the way to start that process is to text the word turkey hunter. Make that one word. Text it to the number 44. Once you send that text message, you will receive some instructions that you'll need to follow. And eventually, I'm going to email you a link that you can click on to create a username and a password on the Podbean application and to pay the $18 per year annual subscription charge for the premium content. Your $18 investment. You like that? Your $18 investment will get you not only the rest of this week's episode, but it will get you all of the premium content for our past episodes as well. And there's about 100 of them that are locked up under the premium content. But you'll also get the premium content for the next 52 weeks as well. And hey, I really appreciate you guys who have just subscribed to the premium content recently who have reached out to me to tell me how much you're enjoying the podcast. And I want to say thank you to you guys because there's a lot of time and effort that go into these podcasts. And when I hear from you guys and hear that you're enjoying it and that you are learning things and that you feel like the show is making you a better hunter, that makes me feel good. I appreciate it. That's the whole reason I'm doing this. Oh, and by the way, If you really want to put an exclamation point on your statement about how much you're enjoying the show and learning from it, then send me a picture of you with a dead turkey this spring. That is what I really love to see. So I'm going to ask you for a favor this week. And my favor that I'm going to ask you is this. If you would please go to your podcast player application. And if you haven't already done so, please leave a five-star rating, and a review for the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you will do that, that would be a huge help in getting the word out about the show. And it deserves a great big thank you as well. Speaking of thank yous, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. 
You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.